All right, Retro JDM goodness, back from the 70s to save us from the ravenous Turbo 4 Pony cars and the GR86 needs more power group. They're a car that we honestly don't deserve, but I'm so glad to see it on the horizon. The new Nissan unnamed Z car. Uh, we're going to call it the 400Z. I'm Steve, paired with the big guy Craig. Sit down, shut up, hang on to your gear levers. This is another short shift. So, boys and girls, we are talking today about uh, what I'm going to call the 400Z, uh, the latest Nissan Z car. I'm sure you guys have all seen the pictures. We'll have them up on the screen here of the, what I would call the most common renderings we've seen in bright yellow. Not my choice of colors, but hey, it's a, it's a good throwback to the retro era. Nissan is taking us back to the original Z car recipe. two-door coupe, gorgeous styling, although that's obviously debatable. Uh, more importantly, they've said that they're going to have a manual in the car, which is going to be awesome. And they're going to, they've made a couple of points about developing it in-house standalone, which I feel like might be a jab at Toyota for not being able to develop anything cool over the last 10 years. What's your cut, Craig? One second. All right, and so yeah, I believe this is going to be a huge cut against Toyota. Um, more so in the fact that Nissan has the parts bins to be able to make a hot, you know, rear-wheel drive affordable coupe. Um, but also secondary is that it's always been the you know Skyline versus Super debate, you know, among the JDM legends. Even the 300ZX, which is often forgot about in lieu of the Skyline as the grand touring car. And I do believe also this is going to be a change in kind of upper management as well as a change in focus for Nissan as no longer the, the budget. I buy this car because Mitsubishi is too shitty and I can't afford, you know, a Honda. Um, I'm really hoping between this and the new frontier that they are start making, they start making a good amount of income and then their um, collaboration with Renault and Mitsubishi nowadays uh, can really turn the corner, especially if it brings us back something like the Evo in the future. For sure. I mean, for the last several years, the uh, Nissan car market has basically been uh, leases Rental and rentals. Yeah, yeah, like nobody actually goes to the Nissan store to buy a Nissan because they want a Nissan. They go there because Dodge turned them down for a charger. Which is shocking. It's like yeah, if you get turned down by Dodge, like Jesus, man. We need to, uh, you know, have a sit down, come to Jesus moment. Yeah, right. The, uh, the, so, can, the hey, question. Go ahead. All right. So the the interesting factoid about the 400Z is what we're going to call it for the remainder of the show here is is if Nissan does come out with it, the price point is going to be basically like 80% of the hinging effort about how well it sells. Um, you're going to have, of course, the the Z fans, the people who like the car because of what it is. Those are the people who buy, you know, Porsches when the Corvette is better or they buy the, the Mustang even though the Camaro is better. Um, but the, the swing votes, if you will, the guys who are undecided, the price point remains kind of one of the biggest topics to talk about here. And we together, we put together a small list of vehicles on kind of where they stand price point wise, Subaru has already announced that the new uh, 
BRZ slash Toyota's GR86 is going to be pushed back to 2022, which puts it right out for the the Nissan Z release year as well. And I think that's going to be around thirty to $32,000 brand new. Met have 240 horsepower, still maintain its small rear drive funness, but we haven't heard a whole lot about that. Moving up to the scale, we have the pony cars, the Challenger, Mustangs, and Camaros. All the V8 options are $35,000 plus, getting into the more performancey versions up to $45,000. And then when you cross the forty dollars to $50,000 mark, of course, you have the main rival, the Toyota Supra, which does not own a manual. Um, and then, of course, on the backside of the $50,000, you get into the Vet and the Cayman. So between thirty dollars to $60,000, Nissan has to look at the grand scale of who they want to compete against and what the car is. And I think there is a sweet spot. Steven also agrees there's a sweet spot right around thirty-five dollars to $40,000. So some of this, right, uh, at least in my opinion, is based on, and just to bracket this for everybody, the current 370Z starts at just barely over thirty, and goes up to like 45 for a Nismo. Um, obviously we're going to have, there's going to have to be some price rise, uh, with what they've talked about as far as upgrades, uh, the new engine, all that would be unrealistic to expect it to still be in the price range. The original car is, or the current car. But, uh, what you also have to factor is that the Q60, which shares that engine, the twin turbo three liter six starts at 41 as a two door coupe from infinity. And I can't imagine the three, the new 400 Z costing more than the Q 60, because then I just don't see what the point is. Like, why would anyone buy that when you can get the, you know, two more doors and a nicer interior for the same money and a known, a known two, sorry, not two more doors, two more seats yeah, and a nicer interior. And a nice, it's, you're going to have the, the G 35 versus the three fifty Z argument, I think over again, which Nissan has done. And interestingly enough, they did sell well enough in both those markets because I think they did target two different audiences. The difference between For the sure. two, though, I think, is that the Q60 doesn't come in manual, and the manual is the de facto transmission to get, right? Oh, for sure. For the sports car side, 100%. For the I'm just saying from yep. a, for your uh, the normies selling market, if you price it above the Q60, I just can't see it working out. Uh, so other things, right? Uh, we covered the manual thing several times. We're probably going to talk about it a few more times because God save the manuals. God save the manuals. But, uh, there has also been a rumor of uh, more than one engine choice, which would not be unheard of or unprecedented for a Z car. Uh, at many points in the past, the Z has had a turbo and non-turbo variant of the same engine available. Uh, me and Craig were talking about this. Uh, there are a few possible scenarios we can see here. Uh, as Craig alluded, they are, I would say, going to need to offer a base model in the uh, low $30,000 range. Uh, on you know, $35,000-ish, maybe a little less. And that'll be a great competitor with the base model uh, Mustangs, uh, Camaros, such as that. And also very possibly a strong competitor against the higher trim Miatas and GR 86s. It's not a ton more money. And if it offers quite a bit more power and a more, uh, more focused sports car kind of thing, it could be an interesting option. Uh, engine choices that I would predict. They've already talked about the high end engine being 
a very close relative to the Q60s uh, twin turbo three liter. Is that a VR30 DTT? Something like that? Yep. Yeah, that thing. Uh, Cool engine. I've driven the Q60 and uh, it's good. It's really good. Uh, It still sounds like a VQ, but uh, not much you can do about that. Uh, Some people love it. Some people hate it. Whatever. The VQ noise is very distinctive. And uh, I'll take at this point in the automotive landscape, I'll take distinctive over the two liter four cylinders that are powering everything else. Those all sound terrible. Yes. Um, And as far as my option of the house here, I think the engines could actually be a wide range of copy and paste from the old 370Z. So the old uh, VQ37HR or the the VH or whatever. Yeah, the current uh, 330 horse 330 horsepower V6 is. Yep. It's a good Um, motor. It sounds, sounds decent, drives good. It's not a bad motor. Yeah. And it also doesn't burn oil, so you know that's a win in <laughs> Nissan's book, right? The uh, another curveball that they could add because of you know progress is that this last year Nissan had came out with a 3.8 liter version V6 that replaced the VQ40 in the Frontier, and it makes 310 horsepower and three, uh, sorry, 280 foot pounds of torque, which is a step down from the current year 370Z. However, comma, if they are going to do an engine split. This engine almost requires absolutely no R&D, maybe a cam swap, and then you've got yourself the extra 30 horsepower, and it's a new direct fuel injection engine. It's modern. It is new. And behind a six-speed in kind of the basier model, I think that would be a solid win. And obviously, the twin-turbo model is going to be their Herald car. Here's my uh, Moody does left hook, you know, from right field type of uh, call. <laughs> I'm thinking they could bring back a Turbo 4. Um, this is going to be like completely unprecedented. I don't think this I really, it has maybe a one in 10 chance of actually being a thing, but Nissan does make a couple four cylinder turbos in their Sentras and, you know, a spicy 270 horsepower four cylinder turbo could dramatically drop the price point as well as the weight of the, the 400 Z. Um, it might get made fun of for being underpowered or whatever else, but remind you, the competition on this side of $30,000 does not have powerful engines. The most powerful engine sport wise is what? 200 and 275 horsepower from the uh, Mustang pony car. So uh, let's, uh, let's break this down a little bit and let me get a little weird here. Uh, as some of you may or may not know, I'm kind of a Z fan and uh, know a little more than I probably should about them. This, uh, that engine that Craig's referring to, there's a couple other turbo, like the Juke turbo motor and some others that would fit. But the most modern one and the one that I would see is the new variable compression two liter turbo, which has a whole bunch of wizardry going on. But I agree with Craig. It, it makes a reasonable number. Uh, it would be a good fit. And they've already got it developed, which is all solid points. This is not unprecedented for the Z history. The Z31 in the Japanese market did have a two liter as an option. Uh, it was a, actually an RB 20, so not a four cylinder, but still the two liter, you know, super small engine option is a, it's not unprecedented for a Z car to have. And I think that Craig spot on, I don't know if it'll actually happen, right? It's a bit of a long shot for anybody to actually do it. But 
that could be a really strong contender for what I was talking about earlier for taking on the Mustang, the Camaro. And uh, it's not really in the same group as the Miata, but it kind of is. I also don't know if it's really in the same group as the GR86, but eh, it's not much else in that group either. Yeah, it's it's kind of its own one-off. The the more interesting part is that this is going to be a dedicated two-seat coupe. Right. Right, that isn't trying to bullshit people and thinking that it has four seats and it's more usable. Cough, cough, hack, hack, GR86. <laughs> um, and the other they have seats? You yeah, can't they put humans seats. in them, but they have seats. Um, what is, however, interesting, though, is that, like, the, the Z Proto during their announcement video came out and they said that they wanted to keep it attainable for the common man to bring and they weren't actually focused on performance specs or being better. And I think this, this, information, this information and that phrasing has been kind of glossed about the new motor and hype and, oh yeah, it's going to tarnish the Supra because Nissan can make a better sports car, which, hey, by the way, guys, me being a 90s kid, Nissan definitely does make a better sports car. I'm dropping that bomb right now. And um, also, you can't really claim the Supra as being a Toyota sports car since Toyota didn't develop it. Right. Just it didn't, didn't develop it, and then Toyota has not made a good sports car since uh, the 90s. Right. And, yeah. Um, however, comma, Nissan said that exactly that. They wanted to make it affordable for the everyman, and then they wanted to make it they weren't focused on performance aspect, which means that this car is now going to be attainable and drivable at the common man level. It's not going to be, I don't think it's going to be a $50,000 car. Um, so I would very much like to see it around the $30,000 mark, maybe 32 or 33 in comparison to the 370Z. And honestly, if it, if it has the, the 3.7 liter with a six speed and rear wheel drive, but it's the new chassis, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. The, the motor is not bad to any degree. The transmission is not bad to any degree. And, you know, are we really going to complain about using axles and a differential from a different car from an older generation? No, that those that diff is known to hold over 800 horsepower. So I think that's a win in everyone's books. For sure. Uh, I mean, the, even the honest to God right now, the current 300Z or sorry, 370Z is uh, a legitimate competitor with a base Mustang or Camaro. Uh, I would even say possibly is better. Um, I don't know. So, on this note, how about what do you guys think about the new Z Proto? What engines would you like to see? Um, as far as you know, do you think there's going to be an NAV6? Do you think there's going to be a Turbo 4? Obviously, there's going to be a twin turbo V6, but um, maybe uh, Nissan has a little skunk works going on. They're going to give us, you know, the people's cars. I, for one, am looking forward to it and depending what engine choices and color schemes and blah 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 would be down to buy one as well uh let us know um steven yeah yeah for sure um you know could be something that none of us have thought about that's coming down the pipe uh, and yeah kind of let us know where you're feeling on the pricing too uh you know maybe we're way off base everything's going to be expensive i don't know we'll see what happens when it comes out but uh I, i'm hopeful more cheap Everyman sports cars is good for all of us. Death to the death to the turbo boring cars. <laughs> all right. So if you guys want more, you can follow us on Instagram. I'm at nomadic.wheelman. And you can find us on Facebook at the Broken Askle Podcast. You can find Steven at Just Can't Drive 55. 
And you can find myself also on Facebook as well as Nomadic Wheelman. We also have a YouTube channel, which more or less probably is going to be how you find us. Um, Broken Axle, please go ahead and listen to some of our earlier stuff. And then uh, pop on over to that Facebook page and drop some, uh, drop a hi, hello, and give us your thoughts. Maybe we're completely off. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, you know, we'd love to hear what everybody's thinking about. We are open to having discussions on pretty much any automotive topic you can think of. Uh, unless you're a fan of, you know, minivans and base transportation appliances. And automotive in which case, scripts. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. And go bust some knuckles.